More to Life is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Today on More to Life, what does God want? Are you struggling to discern what God wants you to do about a choice you're making or a challenge you're facing? We'll explore the steps of good discernment, 877-573-7825. They want to have a great marriage and family and personal life. Well, the theology of the body reveals how you can actually achieve it. More to life. The happiest couples know how to say I do to each other every moment of every day. Surprising. Relevant. Angela, let's not just settle for stopping your son's behavior. Exactly. Let's talk about the kind of young man you want to raise. Practical, theology of the body-based answers for every part of your life. God's original blueprint didn't include depression and anxiety. Yeah, that's a human invention. God wants to set you free. Let's talk about making that happen. The life you were meant to live through the theology of the body. More to life. Good morning, everyone. You are listening to More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. I'm Lisa Popchak. And today on More to Life, what does God want? Boy, <laughs> it can be so wow. hard, can't it? Well, yeah, it can. It can. Um, but if you're struggling to discern what God wants you to do about, well, you know, anything, but especially a choice that you're making or a challenge that you're facing... We want to explore the steps of good discernment and help you make confident, grace-filled decisions. 877-573-7825. Again, that number is 877-573-7825. And I, I think that this can feel very strange to do. For some people, honestly, good Catholic Christian people, we don't even think to ask him you know we think i'm going to do the things that i believe have been taught to me by my parents and society that seem right and follow a judeo-christian ethic and that's what i'm going to do and if god doesn't want me to do it a wall will come down and i'll do something else so there's some of us who never even think to ask god and then there are others of us who really try to be discerning what would please him, what we think he wants us to do along the way. And we're saying, well, how do we really know? You know, is it only when things are going right? Can it be still the right path even if barriers are being thrown in my way? It can feel complex. Well, and, and here's something that... that even people who are trying to discern what God wants us to do forget, which is that God isn't just concerned with what we do. Mm. He's concerned with how we do it. You know, so it may very well be that God wants us to do X, whatever X might be. But we, we need to also ask him, how does he want us to do it? What's the time? What's the method, right? Um, yeah. You know, because... You know, I, I just sort of imagine um, this isn't something that's in the screw tape letters, but but you know the screw tape letters. Let people know what that is because some folks haven't read that. Before. It's a book by C.S. Lewis that that uh, 
that, that recounts a fictional um, conversation between an elder demon and a trainee demon on how to tempt people. It's done very tongue-in-cheek. Tongue the minute we start talking about something like that, people get a little nervous that it's very, very dark. It's very tongue-in-cheek to kind of show people the complexities of the ins and outs of discerning. But I just imagine one of the conversations, you know, be, between that that, that uh, elder, that mentor demon and the, and the trainee demon being, you know, if, if you're patient. If, yes, That's how they that, refer to him, yeah. If you're patient... It must do God's will. Then let Him do it in a way that makes that, that completely ruins the outcome, you know. And, yes. and that's why we need to discern not just what God wants us to do, but but how to do it, the timing of the thing, um, the the process, right? And so, especially if it involves other people and other relationships, with you know how that can affect the relationship or how that person perceives God in a situation that we're dealing with. Again, it can be complex. So give us a call at 877-573-7825. If you're facing a, a choice that you're trying to really do God's will about or a challenge that you're facing and you're not sure how to respond to it and not sure what God is asking you to do, let's talk about the steps of good discernment. Because, you know, as Christians, we want to do what God wants. But why is it so hard to figure that out? The truth is it doesn't have to be as hard as we make it out to be. God is speaking to us all the time. And there are simple steps to learning how to listen. Are you struggling with a decision? Are you not sure which choice to make? Are you facing a difficult challenge and uncertain about what to do? Let us help you tune into God's voice and cultivate the confidence you need to discern your next steps. And I want to be clear, you know, Lisa and I aren't going to tell you what to do. We, we don't have that power to tell you what God is telling you to do. But we can walk you through the principles that the church has used for hundreds, if not thousands of years. Uh, in in learning to hear God's voice and really understanding confidently what God is calling you to. So if you're facing a choice or you're encountering a challenge and you're not sure, you know, what is God asking me to do here? Let's work it out together by walking through those principles of good discernment. The number is 877-573-7825. Again, that's 877-573-7825. You know, Often Jesus was referred to in scripture as rabbi, which mm -hmm. means teacher. And, you know, a good teacher is always very clear about the message that he or she is trying to convey. And God is too. God is the best teacher. And he wants to be clear with us. And he wants us to hear him clearly. And that's what these rules of discernment really share. 877-573-7825. If you're listening to the More to Life podcast, you can send us your questions via email. That address questions at more to life radio.com that's with the number two questions at more to life radio.com every day on more to life we take a look at the topic of the day through the lens of saint john paul's theology of the body and for folks who aren't aware of what that is um, when saint john paul was pope he gave a series of reflections over the course of about five years that talked about how we could discover god's plan for becoming everything we were created to be living an abundant life and having healthier, holier relationships by prayerfully considering God's design and creation. And, you know, as we've been saying, we can really feel like it's difficult to know with certainty what God wants us to do. But when we reflect on the principles of the theology of the body, 
we can see that there are three qualities that God is always nudging us towards that help reveal his will for our lives, our relationships, and all the choices that we make. Those three are meaningfulness, intimacy, and virtue. So meaningfulness is the quality that enables us to ask, how could I use my gifts to make this situation better or be a blessing in some way in the face of my present circumstances? You know, living a meaningful life requires us to understand how to be a gift to others and make a positive difference in whatever we do. This is what the theology of the body refers to as self-donation. You know, so when we're discerning God's will, we can be confident that he always wants us to make the choice that enables us to use our gifts in a way that helps us be our best and brings out the best in those around us. Secondly, the theology of the body reminds us that we were created for intimate communion with God and with others. And when trying to know what God wants us to do, it's always good to ask, how can I respond to this situation in a manner that will allow me to make my relationships healthier, stronger, deeper, and more honest. And finally, the theology of the body reminds us that we're always called to lean into becoming the person God created us to be. And virtue refers to our ability to see every situation as a chance to become a stronger, healthier, holier person. So in discerning God's will for our lives, we've always got to ask, how could I use the thing I'm going through right now to become a little bit more of that whole, healed, godly, grace-filled person I'm meant to be? So when we prayerfully lean into meaningfulness, intimacy, and virtue in all the choices that we make, we respond to the voice of the Holy Spirit calling us to become everything God created us to be. So let's talk it out. You know, are you facing a choice that you're not sure what God is calling you to do, a challenge that you're not sure how God is asking you to respond to it? If you're just trying to discern God's will for your life, uh, let us walk through the steps of good discernment with you and help you have more confidence in your ability to hear God's voice, to know his will, and to do what he's calling you to do in every circumstance. The number, 877-573-7825. Again, that's 877-573-7825. Take our concerns to the Lord, and then we'll start taking your calls. In the name, in the name of the, the Father, Father the, the Son, Son, and the Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. Lord Jesus Christ, we come into your presence and we thank you for this opportunity to, to come before you. And Lord, we bring to you all the choices, all the challenges we face, all the people in our lives, all the circumstances that we're in. And we ask you to help us to open up our spiritual ears and our hearts to your will. Help us to know what you are calling us to do in the face of every situation we encounter. Help us to remember that you never call us to do anything that, contra that is contrary to the teachings of the church or the commandments. Help us to hear your voice and lean into those virtues of meaningfulness and intimacy and virtue so that in every situation we are l listening to your voice, that we are acclimating our hearts to your will, that we are trying to become everything you created us to be, and inviting the people around us to do the same. Help us to see every challenge and choice that we make 
not just as something that we have to respond to directly, but, but also as an opportunity to, to grow closer to you and to hold your hand while we make every decision. We ask all of this through the intercession of the Blessed Virgin Mary and in the name of the, the Father, Father, the, the Son, Son, and the, the Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. Pope St. John Paul the Great. Pray for us. Today on More to Life, the show is titled, What Does God Want? And we're talking about the principles of discernment. You know, God is speaking to us all the time. And I think that that comes as a shock to a lot of people because, you know, we, we think that we should hear his voice like we hear anybody else's voice. Um, but, but of course, it's rare that God speaks to us that way. Um, but he's still speaking to us. And when you think about it, experience is the language of God. Right? He, he speaks and things come into being, right? So we can hear him talking to us through the things that occur in our lives. And by bringing those things back to him and saying, Lord, teach me how to respond to this, that's how we start to get more clarity on what he wants us to do. But let's face it, that's tricky. And St. Ignatius of Loyola, who is sort of an expert at discerning God's will, um, taught us that we can only do that best when we do it with other people. And so that's what we're here for today, to help you figure out what those steps would be in your life. 877-573-7825. Let's talk now with Elaine, who's listening to EWTN Radio in Chicago on the EWTN app. Hi, Elaine. Welcome to More to Life. Elaine, are you there? Yes. Hi, yeah, Elaine. What's your question for us? Oh, okay. I have a question about two people in my life. And they have, I mean, they didn't uh, they, uh, they sin. I want to know, should I tell them, I mean, talk to them about it? So let me ask you a couple of questions. First of all, mm-hmm. how close are you to these people? Are they, are they? Are One they, is my niece. But how close are you? Do you speak to them every day? Are you in a close relationship? Sorry, say again? Mm, yes. Um, it's, like, do, they talk, do they talk to you about personal stuff? Do they come to you for advice? And do they, do they say, hey, Aunt Elaine, I, Aunt Elaine, I'm really struggling with this, and I really need your feedback about okay. that. I mean, yes, do you have that kind of relationship? Just close-knit family, like, you know. Uh-huh, so and it's close-knit family. Everything. Okay, and um, when you when you give advice that they you know maybe because you know, if, if they're asking you for your opinion on things, if you tell them something that they don't like to hear, do they are they willing? Do they often listen to it, or do they usually get defensive and push you away? How do they respond whenever you're direct with well, them about what you think? Sometimes they just say, "I'll think about it." Mm-hmm. Okay, no, I won't say nothing else about it. And can I ask you know what, what when you say that they're they're you know that you're wondering whether to call them out on their sin. I mean, what are they doing exactly, just so I have a sense of what, what you're dealing with here? Well, one of them is dealing with another same-sex person. Mm-hmm. And the other one oh. was dealing with a married man. Mm-hmm. His, his wife died, but she's still okay. dealing with him. And let me just so, so just so I understand sort of their uh, spiritual orientation are 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 they do they consider themselves Christian and are they serious about living out their faith or or would you say that they're you know they're either you know sort of not really serious or not Christian at all? They're not really serious. They used to go to church all the time. Yeah, okay. The church. And okay. So, so in a situation like this, I mean, you know, we always want to pray about this and, and just sort of say, you know, Lord, help me to be 
the best influence I possibly can be. Uh, help me to be, first of all, a good witness to what it means to live a healthy and holy life, because that's the most important thing in, in discerning anything, too, is, is, you know, we're trying to lead a, a holy life. Um, but we also have to kind of really think about how will, how will our message come across and how can we say it in a way that people will be, be most receptive to. And that's why I asked you about the strength of your relationship with them and also their kind of spiritual orientation, whether it was important to them to be living according to the gospel or not. Um, so, number one, you know, the, the closer you are to somebody, the, the, the more appropriate it is to be direct with them about things. So if you have a relationship where somebody is coming to you regularly and saying, hey, Elaine, what do you think about this? What should I do about that? You know, and, and, and they're really open with you and, and, and you know, willing to receive your feedback. You know, that's, a pers- that's somebody you can be more direct with than somebody who just, you know, you, you talk about the weather and you talk about current events and you talk about the stuff that happened in the week, but not necessarily about where their heart is and, and where they're going in their life. And even if you're talking about things that are closer or more personal, but in a large group family setting, that's not going to really be a way into their heart and mind. So if you're not used to that more personal one-on-one with them, that's a factor to take into account. Secondly, we always have to, especially when it comes to kind of challenging somebody on the way that they're living, you have to kind of look at what is their orientation. Are they, are they interested in living a life rooted in gospel values? You know, are they interested in living a life rooted in Christian values? Um, because you know, we we sometimes think that well, because somebody went to church, that 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 they are that's what they're that's what they want to do. Um, but if they're not currently working at all to to lead a Christian life, then that doesn't mean we can't call them on. It means we have to be careful about extra careful about how we do it, right? Uh, because somebody who is really interested in leading a Christian life would be more open to hearing, hey, I'm not sure how the choices that you're making really reflect the the, the teachings that you say that you want to live up to. Right? And you can ask them to kind of reflect on that. So uh, what I would suggest to you is I want you to pray about both of those things. You know, how close are you and, how, uh, and, and based on that, how open are they to you? And secondly, how, seriously are they, uh, how serious are they about living out uh, some kind of faith, some Christian values? And, and so therefore, how direct can you be? What I would suggest, if you're going to say anything to them, it's, it's best not to confront somebody by saying, hey, you're breaking the rules. It's best to come to somebody and say, you know what? I love you so much, and God loves you even more. And because I know, because I know that, I know he wants the best for you. And I'm kind of afraid that the choices you're making reflect you settling in your life. So, for example, about your niece who is you know, in a, having an affair with a married man. She's not going to get the relationship that she wants. She's not going to get the love that she deserves. She's not going to, to have the, the security and, 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 the, and the value that, that she deserves to have in a relationship. And, and, you know, gently pointing out that, you know, I want the best for you. And I'm afraid the choices that you're making are causing you to settle for something less than, than I want for you and that I believe that God wants for you. Right. Um, Taking that approach rather than you're breaking the rules really allows you to be able to say something in love that that, that helps a person remind, uh, helps a person remember what they stand for, what they really want. You know, and then if if they're kind of talking about that, then you can also kind of bring up, you know, and, and, and the reason that we have all these teachings as a church or as Christian people, you know, is because not because they're about the rules, but because they're the path that help us to lead to lead an abundant life. And, you know, I, you, you say that if they say they're Christian, you say that you're a Christian. And, and I'm just not sure how do you square what you're doing with, with 
this teaching or with that thought. So you're, you're not accusing them of anything. You're not judging them in any way. You're holding up a mirror and saying, I, I just want you to reflect on the choices that you're making in the light of these beliefs that you say that you have, or at least I understood you to have. Help me understand how those things go together for you. And then you can bring that up there. So, so first of all, pray about the closeness of the relationship and their openness to, to feedback from you. Um, but assuming that you think that there is that openness, then try to frame any comments that you might make in that way I was just describing. And if you'd like uh, to, you know, to try to remember this, and it's a lot to kind of take in, I'd encourage you to download the More to Life podcast and, and listen to this show again, and just write down some notes based on what we're sharing with you about how to bring these things up if you decide to pursue them in prayer. Elaine, thank you so much for the call. If there's more we can do to support you, don't hesitate to reach out to us again here on the program. And we're taking your calls, listeners, about discernment today on More to Life. Give us a call at 877-573-7825. Again, that's 877-573-7825. We're talking about helping you discern what God wants for you in the face of the choices you're making and the challenges you're facing. 877-573-7825. We'll be back in a minute. We are the pro-life generation, passionate about building the culture of life in our health care and in our nation. But not all health care options are equally pro-life, and some provide morally objectionable procedures. CMF Curo is different. CMF Curo is a pro-life Catholic health care ministry, providing a pathway for its members to build the culture of life in their health care choices, not destroy it. Learn more about CMF Curo at MyCatholicHealthCare.com. That's MyCatholicHealthCare.com. Catholic Connection with Teresa Tomio. I often have people ask me, aren't you scared when you talk about the issues such as abortion or uh, the, all the different ideologies, especially the gender ideology? I say, I'm scared of what I don't say if I'm not using this platform that God gave me wisely and well. If I'm not sharing information with people, if I'm not sharing the truth of the Catholic faith, I'm going to be held accountable, as is any one of us who has a platform. And we all have a platform. The sizes and the extent are different, but every single person, especially if you have a computer and if you have a Facebook page or a Twitter account, you have a platform. And so we're all responsible to evangelize. And we may be fearful, but we move through that fear with trust that God is with us. He tells us he will give us the words. Catholic Connections, Teresa Tomio, Weekdays, 9 a.m. Eastern on EWTN Radio. Would you get on a plane that doesn't have a pilot? Investing in passive index mutual funds may present the same issue. The Ave Maria mutual funds are actively managed by seasoned investment professionals to help you meet your investment goals in a morally responsible way. Ave Maria funds are managed to conform to pro-life and pro-family values. Long-term investors could invest in the no-load Ave Maria mutual funds. You can learn more about the Ave Maria Mutual Funds at 866-AVE-MARIA or visit AveMariaFunds.com. Welcome back to More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Lisa Popchak. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. Today on More to Life, the show is titled, What Does God Want? As we talk about the steps of good discernment. 877-573-7825 is the number to call with your questions about you know, really knowing what God is calling you to do in the face of the choices that you're making and the challenges you're facing. 877-573-7825. Joining us right now, Jacob Flores Popchak. He is a pastoral counselor 
with CatholicCounselors.com. He's an expert on the theology of the body and an author and illustrator. Jacob, welcome to More to Life. Hey, thanks for having me. So let's talk about, you know, when you're working with clients who are trying to discern what God is asking them to do about this or that, um, you wanted to talk about maybe some of the common mistakes that people make in the process of discernment. Yeah, the biggest one I encounter, and it's a really insidious one, is what I call the, the, the lie that the worst thing is always the best thing. And What does that mean? People, yeah, well, exactly. When I say that people, they get kind of baffled by it. Uh, but when you when you realize what it means, you realize you do it all the time in your life and that everybody does it, Catholic or not. And it's this really weird kind of inverse sales pitch that most humans have embedded in them, that, that the thing that makes me the least happy and that, that helps me that suffer the most it is actually the best thing for me. So, you know, in, in Catholic circles, you'll see this a lot with, well, I have two options, and one is nice, and the other one I really don't like. But therefore, that's, the one I don't like is probably the one God is calling me to in order to help me grow in humility or, or discomfort or holiness or whatever the line is that I'm telling myself, right? Um, but, but the secular versions of this that we encounter all the time are like, you know, buy this beer, it tastes worse, so therefore it's manlier. Or even, you know, there's a, <laughs> right. Or, or even there are a lot of statistics to show that um, they have to make cough syrups actually taste bad, because if a medicine tastes good, test audiences assume that it isn't working. Right. All right, because, so so with the two minutes we have left, you've got a lot of Catholic listeners with question marks over their heads saying, well, what about growing in virtue and all these things if we choose the harder part? So sort this out for us in the two minutes we got. Well, as you guys have been describing with this idea of, of striving for meaningfulness, intimacy, and virtue, God wants to be close to us, right? And And so when we organically encounter suffering in our lives, when we organically encounter that frustrating situation or that scary time or that difficult person. God does want to bond with us in that time, but not because, you know, a bad time necessarily makes us more holy. It's because he, he wants to use every situation in which we find ourselves to draw into closer relationship with us. So if you organically find yourself going through a rough period of time, there are many, many beautiful ways to connect with God through, you know, offering that, that, that difficulty up for the souls in purgatory, through connecting that experience that you're having to a time that Jesus went through something similar and asking him how you, you should feel about it, how you should think about it. Those are all beautiful things. But God is not asking you to just randomly seek out crosses to nail yourself to, right? He wants to connect with you no matter what you're going through, whether it's good or bad. So you don't yeah, have and to he may ask the bad thing is the best thing. Well, and, and sometimes, you know, the hard thing is the thing that God's calling us to, but it's always because it's, 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 we're pursuing that meaningfulness, intimacy, and virtue, that deeper relationship with God not just because it's hard. Hey, thanks for those comments. And if we, folks would like to learn more about your good work, we invite them to go to catholiccounselors.com to learn more about the Pastoral Solutions Institute's pastoral telecounseling practice. How do we make satisfaction, do penance for our sins? 
Absolution from a priest takes away sin, the Catholic Catechism tells us, but it does not remedy all the disorders caused by sin. For instance, if we wrong our neighbors, we must repair the harm as far as possible, i.e., we must return stolen goods, restore the reputation of anyone we have slandered, compensate the person we have injured. Not only does sin hurt the person we have wounded, it injures the sinner. In order to regain our spiritual health, we must do something to make amends, and that is where expiation for sin comes in. Thus, the confessor administers a penance for the person's spiritual good that is commensurate with the gravity of their sins. Confession brings not only reconciliation with God, but also with the Church. This is Peggy Stanton, and this has been the Order of Malta's Minute with the Catechism. Christ is the Answer with Father John Ricardo. He always starts with the good things. You know, the seven letters to the churches and the book of Revelation is a great way to write letters to other people, by the way, or to have conversations with other people. You start with what's going well. You do this, this, and this really well. I love it. Thank you. Here's what you're lacking. And I think for many of us as men, what the Lord's communicating at that second part of the letter or the second part of the conversation is here's what we're lacking. You don't ever spend enough time with me. You have no idea what I'm trying to offer you in the gift of my friendship. Or if you do, you don't make time for it. And if you would but come to me, I would change your life like that. But you don't come. Not with the regularity that I want you to come. Not with the ardor and the fervor and the passion that I want you to come. I have a hunch, like more than a hunch, that's what he says to me. And I got a hunch that's what he would say to many of us. Hi, I'm Lisa Popchek. Did you know that research shows that married couples who find time to connect in meaningful ways tend to be happier and more resilient? It's not just about going out for a date now and then. It's about connecting in simple, ordinary ways on a daily and weekly basis. It's about finding ways to work, play, talk, and pray together instead of individually. For example, when couples choose to make a meal or clean up the kitchen together, that experience can nurture a sense of teamwork and collaboration that spills over into other areas of their relationship. Couples can connect by regularly doing something fun together, too. It doesn't need to be big. It might be as simple as reading a book together or taking an interest in one another's hobbies. As small as these rituals of connection might seem, over time, they create a deep, solid foundation for any marriage. They create the time couples need to share experiences, relate on a deeper level, and build a shared life together. Get more tips for building a strong marriage in the book How to Heal Your Marriage and Nurture Lasting Love. And if you would like to find faithful help with your relationship, visit catholiccounselors.com. Books, you are listening to More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. I'm Lisa Popchak. And today on More to Life, the show is titled, What Does God Want? As we talk about discerning God's will and knowing what he wants you to do in the face of the choices you're making and the challenges you're facing. Give us a call. The number again is 877 
573-7825. And if you're listening via the More to Life podcast, you can always send us your questions via email. That address is questions at more2liferadio.com. That's with the number two, questions at more2liferadio.com. Let's talk now with Jeff, who's listening to EWTN Radio in Louisiana on Sirius XM 130. Hi, Jeff. Welcome to More to Life. What's your question for us? Well, good morning. Uh, long-time listener, infrequent caller, and uh, your topic this morning uh, is something that I've been uh, been thinking about for uh, for quite some time. Uh, I hit a milestone milestone birthday last year, um, and you know because of uh, uh, a number of reasons, including a health challenge, I, I have essentially stepped away from my profession, and uh, and you know, for the most part, retired. Uh, mm. You know, I feel good, and what I'm trying to figure out or 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 discern now is what what does my next chapter look like? What does what does the Lord want me to do? That is such a great um, question, and a lot of people just turned up the volume on their radio because everybody in such stages and begins to say, okay, this is a turning point. What do I do? It's a great question. Jeff, Jeff do you have specific choices in front of you, or, or, are you, or are you kind of just even trying to think about what those choices might be? Um, more the latter. Um, okay. And, uh, you know, of wanting to, you know, make sure that... Um, it's it's aligned with uh, uh, you know with with God's you know, direction and guidance and not just uh, and not just me. Um, and tell me and, a little bit more about about your your circumstances. Are are you married? Do you have children? I mean, can, yes. where, where, where? Yeah. And and okay. Yes. Um, yes. All right. Great. Married uh, a stepson and uh, one absolutely beautiful grandson. Okay. Oh, that's wonderful. Now, with your wife in the picture here, are you two two things talking about this new stage in in both of your lives? Because when you make a shift, so does she. And are you praying together about it? Um, yes, we we have discussed it. Um, as a matter of fact, uh, you know, her guidance. Um, you know, when you know, I, I had my health event was you can't keep doing this um you know you really need to retire uh because if you keep doing this you're not going to be around sure and are are you guys praying together about it i mean i'm glad you were open to her her advice on that and 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 and, because like a lot of times people will say well yeah we are praying but but i pray and then she prays but we don't really pray together nope together Awesome. That's beautiful. What a great marriage. What a great witness to your life. This is, you know, when you've been going down this road, that God is going to come through and tell you because you're so receptive to what he's going to say to you. Now, you've got a lot of good stuff here. So, so, uh, you know, we just walk through some of the basic steps of of good discernment and and kind of you know, give you that framework to work off of. You know, uh, again, you know, number one, you know, good discernment requires that we are trying our best to to lead a holy life. That we're participating in the sacraments. That we're going to confession. That we're, you know, that, that we're doing. We're trying our best on a daily basis to do what we feel God wants us to do. 
Um, secondly, you know, God's never going to ask us to do something that's contrary to the commandments or the teachings of the church, um, because that's all part of a conversation that, that we've all been having with God for, you know, 2,000 years in Christianity, 4,000 years if you count Judaism as well, right? And so, you know, God has, having instructed his people over the course of that 4,000 year old conversation on, hey, you can do these things, but don't do those things, you know, he's not going to just randomly say to us, well, I'm going to make an exception for you. Mm-hmm. So that's, those are two basic things. Beyond that, though, as you and your wife are praying about this, I want you to kind of look at this in two ways. Don't just think about what are the new things that God wants me to do. Um, what new thing does God want me to add to my life? Start with how could I lean into more meaningfulness, intimacy, and virtue in the life and relationships I have now? You know, so with the time that God is giving me, having stepped back from work, you know, how could my wife and I build our relationship and make it stronger? How could I make my relationship with my, my stepchild stronger or my grandchild stronger? Yes. Um, you know, if, I'm, if, I, if you're involved in your parish, if you're involved in other, you know, either hobbies or interests or, or uh, organizations, you know, how could I commit on a, on a deeper level to those kinds of things that, again, that would let me lean into meaningfulness? Uh, and again, we define that as how could I use the gifts and talents I have to make a positive difference in my circumstances, to make a positive difference in the lives of those around me? Intimacy, how could I make my relationships stronger and healthier? Um, whether that means being more vulnerable in relationships that are already healthy or setting some boundaries on some relationships that maybe aren't quite so healthy so that perhaps they could become healthier and holier in time. And then the third quality of virtue. How could I use whatever I'm going through as an opportunity to grow? to grow into the person God's calling me to be, to grow cro- closer to the Lord? How would I, what responses would I make to the circumstances I'm in that would really challenge me, um, n- not just you know, to, hard, to accept hardship for hardship's sake, as Jacob was talking about, but to, to grow, you know, to really grow in those virtues that help me be more of that whole, healed, godly, grace-filled person the Lord's calling me to be. I would say start with the things that are in front of you, right? And then as you're doing th- those things, as you're, as you're pursuing meaningfulness, intimacy, and virtue in the face of your marriage, in the face of your relationship with your stepchild, in the face of your relationship with your grandchild, in your face of your relationship with, with any of the other things that you're currently doing, and you keep bringing that all back to God, he's going to start highlighting to you certain things that, that seem meaningful. You know, oh, you know what? I, I could make a contribution here. Uh, I could I could make a difference there. Um, I have this talent that I've always wanted to pursue, or this interest that I've always wanted to pursue, and I think that it would fit into the life that I have and 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 enable me to you know, make a positive difference in these ways. It's going to become clearer to you, and that's God speaking to you as you're bringing that framework to Him and 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 sort of sifting through your experience with that framework. God's going to highlight different things that He wants you to go deeper with. But start with the things that are in front of you. Uh, and really build from there so that it's a an organic um, growth in discernment as opposed to just saying, well, yeah, I've got, you know, I've got a marriage and I've got kids and I've got a grandkid and I've got some other things, but what new thing does God want me to do? Because it'll, it'll come out more naturally and more organically if you bring it to God the way I'm suggesting to you. The second thing, John, Jeff, is to really take a look at the touchstones of your day together with your wife and for yourself because suddenly you know when we're used to I've done this every single day of my adult life and I don't have those anymore I'm not going to work I'm not taking that trip to work I'm not seeing those people we can really feel it sixes and sevens so really discussing with your wife four basic things how can you fit in time every day together? Scheduled time to work together, talk together, play together, and pray together. 
Now, if you're taking time every day to have some prayer time with your wife, even if that's when you just roll over in the morning and say good morning to each other and you're praying for each other, you have something scheduled into the day that's going to be fun for the two of you to do together. It doesn't have to you know, go out and play pickleball every single day. It could be you're going to play a hand of cards. You're going to watch a movie together. You're going to take a walk together. Whatever those things are that you can just fit some enjoyment together into your day. A work project together. That could just be cleaning up the dishes together. But something where you're doing something together that moves you ahead with something about your life together. Do that together every single day. Just a few minutes. We're not talking about hours and hours and hours. And talking together every day. You know, when we live with the same person day in and day out, especially when you're not going out to work, you can think you're covering everything. But to be able to say, no, we're going to talk during dinner tonight about those those things that are on the list of things we need to talk about, whether it's the vacation, the decisions we're making, when we're babysitting and when we're not babysitting. So you really are getting that time to communicate with each other about anything that's important. And then build those other touchstones for yourself around it. You know, are you getting exercise? Are you, you know, seeing somebody at least a few times a week so you're feeling connected to the world? Build the touchstones in as you're doing the big discernment work that Greg's talking about, and I think you'll have a pretty smooth ride in discerning what God's asking you to do. Jeff, uh, we talk about this more and unpack these principles more in my book, The Life God Wants You to Have. Um, you can pick that up at catholiccounselors.com. Again, the title, The Life God Wants You to Have, and it really walks through this framework of meaning, of pursuing meaningfulness, intimacy, and virtue in prayer. Um, if you'd like to build on the, the work that you and your wife are doing to discern together, our book, Praying For and With Your Spouse, has a whole section on couple discernment that I'd encourage you to check out as well. And you can find both of those titles, Praying For and With Your Spouse, and The Life God Wants You to Have, at catholiccounselors.com. Thanks so much for the call, and please keep us posted on how things are going and if we can support you more as you walk down this road. 877-573-7825. We're taking your calls about discernment. Are you facing a challenge that you're not quite sure what God's asking you to do with, or a choice that you're not sure what God's asking you to make? Well, let's talk it out and find those steps, apply those steps of good discernment to your situation. 877-573-7825. As we head to our break, it's time for our scripture of the day, which comes to us from Romans chapter 12, verse 12. Be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. And, and this goes to what I was saying earlier, that, that, that God isn't just interested in what we do, but he's interested in how we do it. Right? And so when we're discerning something, it's important not only to just ask God, okay, Lord, well, how, what do you want me to do in this situation? But, but, but how do you want me to do it? What's the timing? And, and what are the words that you want me to use? Um, because as St. Paul says in this verse, God is concerned not just with the choices that we make, but with the renewal of our mind. That he, wa- he wants to remake us so that in everything we do, uh, we are completely receptive to his grace and his will. And the processes that we're talking about today help us do that. You know, because making decisions isn't just about knowing the correct answer on the test. It's about really drawing closer to the Lord and letting him hold our hand and lead us and guide us in the face of everything we're going through. So let us help you apply these principles of good discernment to the challenges and choices that you're facing in your life. The number 877-573-7825. Again, that's 877-573-7825. More to life. We'll be back with your questions. 
Maybe you've been hearing a lot about the need to make a spiritual communion while participating from home in a live-streamed or broadcast Mass. Maybe you've even prayed the prayer of spiritual communion. Spiritual communion is a concept that goes all the way back to the 4th century. It flourished in the Eastern Church and gradually moved west. Spiritual communion stresses the transcendence of God, where we unite our desires, intentions, and loves with the holy sacrifice of the Mass and the consecration of the Eucharist at the altar. Jesus, I embrace you and unite myself wholly to you. We can't understand what's going on in America if we don't recognize that America has come under the sway of a false god. America is now controlled by a twisted understanding of freedom. It's my right and I'll do what I want. We were definitely made to exercise freedom, but it's freedom under God. It's freedom to do as we ought, not freedom to do as we wish. We were not created to exercise self-will self-law, self-rule, apart from God our Creator. America's emphasis on individual autonomy is an idolatrous distortion, even a replacement of the original American ideal of ordered liberty. Cresta in the Afternoon, weekdays at 4 Eastern on EWTN Radio. This program is brought to you in part by Charity Mobile, a proud partner of Ave Maria Radio for over 15 years. Charity Mobile is the pro-life cell phone company and has sent nearly $2 million to thousands of pro-life charities. 4G LTE coverage is available nationwide, and 5% of your monthly plan price goes to your favorite pro-life charity. A video introduction is available at CharityMobile.com. Charity Mobile, everyday living, effortless giving. CharityMobile.com. Want more tips for living a more joyful, abundant life through the gift of the theology of the body? Well, and follow us on Facebook at More to Life with Dr. Greg and Lisa, and on Twitter and Instagram at Catholic Counselors. We'll see you there. We're so glad to be with you today on More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Lisa Popchak. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak, and today's show is titled, What Does God Want? It's a big question, and it's hard to know the answer to it sometimes. If you are struggling with a choice uh, or a challenge that you're facing, and you really do want to know what God's calling you to, let us walk you through the steps of good discernment so that you can be confident about the choices you're making. 877-573-7825. Let's talk now with John, who's listening to EWTN Radio in Kansas on Sirius XM 130. Hi, John. Welcome to More to Life. What's going on? Well, six months ago, um, I was arrested and, you know, false charges and stuff like that. I've got a no-contact order. Uh, marriage has always been a big thing for me, uh, the covenant of marriage. Uh, I truly believe with that with all my heart and the virtue of marriage and, you know, how to be the person, be there for the other person. Uh-huh. And... I've been married for six years, and our marriage has been tumultuous most of the time. And I I was in a state of uh, desolation when I went down and I I filed for divorce, and now we're, you know, going through all the, um, you know, uh, prior to, you know, financials and all that stuff. I do not want a divorce. 
and I don't know how to approach. There's no contact order, so I have to go through attorneys. But my question is, you know, discerning, is this what God wants? You know, do it, is he trying to get me out of this marriage, or do I need to uh, uh, make amends and, and try to... And just so I understand a little bit more, you, you, you kind of, uh, and I, you know, I don't need to know all the details here, but, but you said that... that you, you that the there were false child charges filed against you. What what was the nature of the the false charges? Uh, abuse, uh, physical abuse, which is all a total <laughs> fabrication. Okay, but they, they um, she has learned how to use that, you know, to her favor. Mm-hmm. I see. And tell me a little bit more about the circumstances. Are you guys married in the church? Uh, what about, are you both, both yes, faithful uh, Catholic, uh, Catholics Christians? Yes, um, she went to RCIA. Um, you know, she says, "Well, I'm doing this for you," and I tried to explain to her, "You know, you need to do this for yourself. I don't want to be, you know. Yes, I'll be there for you. I support you, but this is your decision." And uh, okay. So since and what kind of what kind of help are you getting? Are you talking with a pastor? Are you getting getting professional uh, <laughs> counseling or? For yourself, no, I haven't least. gone to any counseling. I've been thinking about it. I talked to the pastor, the pastor that we went through RCIA with, and he mm-hmm. t- he said, "I got three words for you: run, Forrest, run." Oh wow! Oh wow! But you know, things just don't set well with me because that's not you know who I am or what I believe. You know, I just I just believe more in the covenant. And, okay. Well, I I do think that it would be an important first step would be getting some good. Um, counseling if you can pastoral counseling that that would kind of be able to integrate your faith into the work that you're doing so that you know you're 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 clear that you're getting the guidance that would really help you respect the call that god is placing in your heart um let me just kind of speak generally to the to the purpose of of christian marriage um you know christian marriage is really all about two people who are committing to god and each other to learn how to love the way god wants them to you know, to really, to not, it's not just about, you know, crossing your T's and dotting your I's. It, it's about, you know, committing at the altar to saying, you know, I, I love this person, but I don't really know how to love them. And I'm coming to this place because I believe that this place can teach me how to love this, this spouse the way God wants me to. And I'm going to spend the rest of my life kind of humbling myself to that lesson so I can really learn how to help my spouse become everything God created them to be in this life and get them to heaven in the next. And that's really what's at the heart of, of Christian marriage. You know, yes, companionship is certainly part of it. Yes, all the other things that come along with it are, are, are a part of it. But the main thing is you have two Christian disciples who recognize that even though they feel love for each other, they don't know how to love each other the way God wants them to. And they're going to work really hard to learn those lessons in their relationship. And sometimes that means going through really hard times. Um, and, and, and kind of bumping up against each other's bro- brokenness and weakness. I mean, that, that's all part of it, right? But at the root of that has to be that sort of willingness to, to learn to love the way God wants us to. And so there are some relationships where um, people get married for lots of other reasons that don't have anything to do with trying to listen to the call of God on their heart. Uh, and it may very well be that the pastor gave you that advice because he feels that that, there's, that that is lacking in this marriage. I couldn't possibly comment on that. I don't know the two of you. Um, but that's why I want you to have that conversation with your pastor, because these these decisions about whether you know whether we should divorce or not are really something that we shouldn't be making on our own. They should be make, we making them in consultation with the church, 
with good pastoral or, or, or other counseling that help us get our head on straight so that we can hear God's voice and follow that will clearly. Um, so I want you to keep con- talking with your pastor, but I would like you to get in touch with either a good local counselor or contact us at catholiccounselors.com to learn more about our pastoral counseling work. Um, but, you know, as you're praying through this, one of the things you want to be asking yourself is, you know, have I and my wife been open to learning how to love each other the way God wants us to? Or have I and my wife been kind of closed to that and really just trying to do what comes naturally to us and hoping that would work? You know, is there is there this sort of closed, closed-mindedness and closed-heartedness to really being humble enough to say, I don't know what I'm doing and I, and I really need to learn how God wants us to love each other and how God is calling us to bring out the best in each other? Or do we consistently bring out the worst in each other um, and end up where we're really both a near occasion of sin for each other? Right? What do I mean by that? Well, you know, as, as, as Christians, we're not just called to avoid sin, we're called to avoid near occasions of sin. So, you know, if I'm an alcoholic, for example, I shouldn't go into a bar, even if I don't intend to drink. And there are some people who I'm drawn to because of my woundedness, but those people consistently bring out the absolute worst in me. Now, that could be an opportunity for healing if I'm, if I'm in that relationship and they're bringing out the worst in me, but we're both trying really hard and praying really hard, okay, God, help heal us through this, help us to grow through this, and help us to learn from it. Um, but if, if I'm drawn to somebody and they're wounded and I'm wounded and it's bringing out the worst in us and either they're not willing to pray through that and be humble about the fact that they need to learn things or I'm not willing to do that, then that, that can very well become a situation where the relationship is a near occasion of sin, where it's consistently bringing out the absolute worst in me. And the most loving thing I can do is to withdraw from that person. Um, anyway, that process is, is something that you have to keep discerning. And, and inv- so what I'd say for right now, you want to be working on yourself. You want to be working on being the best man you could be. Um, even though there's a no contact order, there's a lot of stuff here that you recognize that you need to change in yourself. And I would really respond to the call of the Holy Spirit to address those things. And as you're doing that work, you know, you're going to, even though you have no contact, you're going to have some contact when, with the attorneys are there, when you're working through these, this process, she's going to see. even at church telling her about any significant changes they see in you. As you're making those changes, it's going to become clear whether you can maintain those changes and be that person with her or not. And whether those positive changes begin as she hears about them, as they trickle down to her, inspire her to get the counseling she needs to become that person that's open to God's will, open to a truly covenantal marriage with you, open to healing. Those things can be an invitation to her. If they are, then you keep pursuing that and discerning it. If not, you get more of your answer. So you're constantly inviting yourself and her to heal more, to be able to heal the marriage because you're doing the healing work on yourselves and bringing it to the Holy Spirit to discern it as you take those steps. You know, uh, and just to clarify here for a second, you know, divorce doesn't mean anything in terms of the eyes of the church. You're still married as in the eyes of the church. Divorce is a tax document, essentially, that, that says, you know, we can't live together for some reason. But you're still married. You're still in that in that covenantal relationship that says we are committed to working for each other's good now it's possible after that divorce to 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 really discern you know this either one or the other of us or both of us aren't open to that we're not able to participate with that grace and that's when you would enter into discernment with the church about whether this was a valid marriage at all um but but the first step is right now responding to that call of the holy spirit to grow and become more the man that you need to be in the face of these challenges so that whatever god's plan is for you long term you can be heading in that direction 
John, thank you so much for the call. I'm so sorry that you're going through this incredibly painful situation. But please do seek the help that I'm talking about here and continue praying about it the way I'm suggesting. I think you'll become clearer as time goes by. That's all the time we've got for today's program. If you are struggling to know God's will in the face of the challenges or choices that you have to make, check out my book, The Life God Wants You to Have, which is all about discernment and having that clarity in your heart and your spirit. You can pick that book up at catholiccounselors.com, where you can also learn more about the Pastoral Solutions Institute's telepastoral counseling practice, where you can work with a faithful, professional Catholic counselor to help you transform your marriage, family, or personal life. You've been have listening a day. to More to Life with Dr. Greg and Lisa Popchek. More to Life is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and is carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Our producer is Dan McGraw. For copies of this program or for more information, visit AveMariaRadio.net.